It's time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Theme music is Fruit of the Louvre, provided by flick composer-producer Howard Eddy. Stay tuned, because it's on now. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. The Tom Sumner Program. Here's your host. Have you lost your job and your health care coverage due to COVID-19? You're not alone, and Genesee Health Plan can help. I called, and they provided health care enrollment over the phone with Medicaid, HealthCare.gov, and Genesee Health Plan. They made sure I had access to doctor visits, my prescriptions, and more. Getting health care coverage can be confusing. You don't have to do it alone. Get help with GHP. Call 844-232-7740 or go to GeneseeHealthPlan.org. We're in this together, and together we'll get through it. Hi, I'm U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow, and I'm listening to the Tom Sumner Show.
Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Tom Sumner, your host, and uh, opening up with a little, I, I consider it local music. Uh, most of the music I play on this show is local music, and um, anything um, from Motown pre-L.A., I consider local music, so I squeeze that in. And it's always kind of fun to start the show with a little music. Kind of, kind of feels more like a radio show when uh, after after the intro and it kicks in with a song not always an earworm like that one from the jackson five but that kind of sets up part of what we're going to be talking about coming up in just a few minutes i'm going to be talking with um, the uh, founder and director of perry school in uh, new york city and think tank and think tank um, most people who listen to this show would think of these political think tanks and in entrepreneurial think tanks to come up with new technology and um, you know uh, political uh, theology and so on but uh, in this particular case think tank is a way of taking preschool online and it's very interesting my guest is Dawn Leslie Stewart she'll be coming up in about four minutes or so um, in the meantime, I want to tell you about uh, the rest of the show and some other things that will be going on this week. Now, last week, we, of course, had the uh, Democratic National Convention, and uh, I played some, some highlights from that. I will probably be playing highlights from the Republican Convention through the week this week, and, of course, we'll be talking about that on Wednesday for Armchair Politics when Woodrow Stanley... Politico Emeritus joins our roundtable regulars, Paul Rosicki and Henry Hatter, um, every Wednesday from 10 till noon, or in the second and third hours of our three-hour tour. We have um, our political roundtable known as Armchair Politics. Uh, anyway, should be uh, should be interesting to see the differences between the Republican convention and the Democratic Convention. Now, the Republican Convention is promising to have live elements um, to a much greater degree than the uh, Democratic Convention did last week, but we'll see how that all stacks up and compares um, this week on Armchair Politics. Um, also on today's show, coming up in the uh, second hour of our three-hour tour, I'm going to talk with uh, author Tom Davis, who um, crashes theology and politics in a reality-inspired Cold War thriller called Conclave. And we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. Um, as I mentioned, it's uh, a Cold War thriller with uh, the U.S. and Soviet Union. Um, anyway, that should be very interesting. Then in the third half of our uh, three-hour tour um, in the three o'clock hour going to have uh, an encore a uh, we're going to revisit a conversation we had with uh, comedian and and wonderful impressionist um, Jeff Richards who has the uh, unique distinction of being the first to have appeared on both Saturday Night Live and Mad TV Probably best known, well, I, I don't know 
if that's really true, because he has a lot of people who like him for a lot of different things he's done. But he was best known to me for his characterization of Drunk Girl on Saturday Night Live. Very, very funny. Funny guy. Anyway, that'll be coming up in uh, in just a uh, just a little bit. Now, I, I mentioned when I started out with uh, music this morning that made me feel more like I was doing a radio show, and it occurred to me, how else would I communicate with people if I didn't do this show every day, especially being on uh, shutdown? And I started thinking about. Well, I could send everybody a letter, but with what's going on at USPS, I don't know if that's the best way to communicate. So I'll just keep coming to you every morning at 9 o'clock with uh, some of the greatest guests on radio. And, of course, the best political roundtable, Armchair Politics, uh, the best roundtable on radio. I'm not even sure if there are a lot of roundtables on radio, but if there were, ours would be ranked right up at the top uh let's see what else can i uh, share with you that's that's just about it just stay tuned up next uh, i'm going to be talking with as i mentioned uh, earlier um the founder of perry school and think tank uh, don leslie stewart we're going to talk about uh, online preschool and other educational related technology stay tuned Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program, and uh, this hour we're going to be talking about, um, as a lot of people are around the country, back to school, not back to school, what are the options for preschool, all kinds of uh, uh, education-related issues, technology, and so on. And uh, to help us talk about that and uh, learn about that a little bit is the founder, director of Perry School, and the online think tank program, Don Leslie Stewart. Hey, Don, welcome to the show. Hi there, Tom. Thanks for having me. Um, Don, let me let me ask right off the bat, um, I, just just to get my bearings straight. Um, what is the Perry School and the online think tank program? Great question. Perry School is a progressive private preschool that's located in the West Village in Manhattan. We've been here for almost 20 years in the fall, and we have been doing think tank. I actually developed think tank for Perry School. It is an academic program for preschoolers that we were doing in person since 2008. We were working on creating an online program for Think Tank that would allow us to go beyond the walls of Perry School when the pandemic came in. So we were actually in a great position to be able to pivot very quickly and get Think Tank online and really help the kids at Perry School. So did you... um what what happened at the end of the this uh, this school year? Um, did you close early when everything was being shut down, and and were you able to pretty much finish the year because of this online uh, ability? Well, this thing came down really quick. We heard from the mayor <laughs> last minute, twelve hours before we had to shut down. So it was it was like whoa. 
Uh, but we actually had our ear to the ground, and we were expecting perhaps something to happen. So we were already putting into play staff meetings, parent meetings, to make sure our kids were safe and putting in protocols to be able to seamlessly transition into the remote learning program. And we also wanted to put into a plan, like a solid plan that would allow us to dive right in very quickly and not make it up as we go. We also had Zoom training for the teachers very early in. So it allowed us to get up online with a very high quality program within a couple of days. Now, is this primarily uh, geared toward preschoolers? Yes, it's, it's ages toddler through five. And how how much different is that than some of the things that are evolving for K through twelve and and even colleges for that matter? Well, more importantly for preschoolers, because they have such a short attention span, we really need to customize the programming for that age group, which means small group sizes. So we only did seven per group with two teachers if possible. In addition to that, we did online demand videos as well as lesson plans and and slide shows to give supplemental information and, and curriculum for the parents to do at home. We also provided something that we invented called parent coaching. And we, at that point, because of what was going on during the lockdown, where, where families had run for the hills and they, had, they were in grandparents' homes, they were, they were stranded alone, or they had a, a neighbor or a, or a family member helping out, we opened up and thought outside the box and helped anybody that would possibly there, be there for the child to get them online and coach them not only how to be online with Zoom etiquette, which included how to come to class, come dressed, Make sure that you're not eating. Don't come with toys. Don't wear a tutu. Don't wear a fire hat. Make sure that you're in a quiet zone where you can actually learn, be at a table and a chair rather than bouncing on the sofa. These are all things that we, we <laughs> learned during the early days of the, of the lockdown to help parents get it together real quick to make sure that their child didn't miss a beat. I, I'm, uh, I'm glad you mentioned Zoom because I had heard about Zoom a lot, but not like I've been hearing about it since the pandemic began in March. Um, is is Zoom the best platform or the best able to handle the volume of communications that are going on from homes right now? We really like it. We got on that very quickly and were able to help the parents understand the technological side of it as well as the teachers. We feel like we can work very easily and very quickly giving the kids turns. It's also very accessible. It's free. Uh, everyone knows about it, so and it's very easy to use. So once you get it down, it's it's really a no-brainer, and it's been very a, a very successful platform for us with the preschoolers. I will say more about online early childhood education with the founder director of Perry School and the online think tank program Don Leslie Stewart. Straight ahead. Hello out there, everybody. It's me, Tigger. T-I-double-G-R. That spells Tigger. And don't forget to remember to listen to Tom Sumner program on account of because he's so bouncy. <laughs> I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. 
All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. A social distancing tip. Putting distance between yourself and others is critical to slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are ways to stay in contact without the physical contact part. Call, send a text, set up a video conference, post on social media, dedicate a song on the radio. If you have symptoms of fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your health care provider before going to their office. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Your calls matter. Join me and Andrea weekdays from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern to talk about whatever you want to talk about. The Tom Sumner Program has open phone lines Monday through Friday to hear from you. How's 2020 working out for you so far? How about those damn roads? Call in live at 810-339-8255. It's all about you. We'll be streaming live at TomSumnerProgram.com and simulcast on WFOV 92.1 FM in Flint. Foil hats are optional. You thought you had every Elvis record made, but wait, Elvis sings again, this time from heaven. That's right, Elvis from heaven. Yes, hear Elvis from Graceland in the Sky, soul-stirring versions of epic proportions. You'll hear Elvis crooning, pearly gate rock, all dug up, lying in the chapel, and 11 others. This record also includes a special Elvis message. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Elvis Presley. Order before midnight tonight and receive this Elvis Presley commemorative casket keychain. Open it up. Yes, the king inside. A must for any Elvis fan. Order yours today. To order your Elvis from Heaven, send $9.95 in check or money order to Elvis from Heaven, P.O. Box 714, Cleo, Michigan, 44487. Or save COD charges and phone 555-5554. Use Master Charge or Visa, Canadian residents, add $3. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology. Engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. Tom Sumner Program.com The Tom Sumner Program.com This is Congressman Dan Kildee and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More about online early childhood education with the founder-director of Perry School and the online think tank program, Don Leslie Stewart, straight ahead. Now, this is a little 
out of field, but um, I've been seeing uh, advertising for online schools that that predate the um, the pandemic, and they're making a big push now, you know, to become the norm and encourage parents to do um, at home learning or homeschooling, if you will. Um, is are there good ones and bad ones? Um, what What is your thought on this whole notion about parents deciding to go this route ongoing? I think it's really important. As an early childhood educator, I want to give parents some really good advice here to find a very, very high-quality online program. And also make sure that there are components on there that you can have lesson plans at home, on-demand videos, and all of, the, all of the things that I just mentioned to be able to supplement that and round that out. In terms of it replacing in-person, absolutely not. But I think it's a great tool going forward, even after we get past this situation with the pandemic, where parents and families are opening up their minds and realizing that this could be a useful tool for us to supplement and educate our children. It's a great way for parents to see their children learning, which they don't when they're in school, where it's more of a drop-off situation. I found that the homeschool connection that we've always had in person is even stronger online because of the better communication with the parents. Is um, This is such a, a strange time, and as you mentioned earlier, Don, it just came on us all of the sudden. It was one day everything was normal, the next day sure. we were talking about post-pandemic and a new normal. Um, what does the, the new normal look like going forward? Are we going to be doing in-person schooling in shifts to keep social distancing a part of the mix? How, how, how do you see that going forward? I've been talking to a lot of parents across the board. I've been trying to keep my ear to the ground. It really does look like it's going to be very, very short period of time in person for the fall. More and more people, as the last, even the last two weeks, have decided to go remote. To go remote. Well, we've seen so starts and stops with colleges. Excuse me? We've been seeing starts and stops with colleges already. Exactly. I think it's going to be a rollout. People are very tentative. They don't know what to do. They have, they're confused. They have conflicting information and very hesitant, not only from a safety and health perspective, but also from a financial perspective. You have families here that are in preschool paying private preschool or private schools paying top dollar and their child is learning remote and the program wasn't up to speed during the pandemic, I should say during the lockdown, and they're a little hesitant at the quality of the education that their child is going to receive in September and going forward. And one of the things that I'm kind of curious about, That's because why we need high quality. You, you have talked about how um, parents need to be involved in their children's education, but also a lot of parents are working from home and trying to balance that. What about the technology? Um, are, are you finding that 
that parents are able to keep their work computers separate from the computers that kids are using for learning, or are people having to share computers? It's been a mix. It's most, most families have multiple devices in their homes. That's not for everyone, of course. So there have been sharing devices here and there that I've seen. But for the most part, they've been able to separate that, which has been ideal in this situation. Absolutely. And they've also, the parents have been able to catch on pretty quickly to the Zoom technology and be able to mute and unmute their child, even if they're sort of working on the side and kind of hovering around uh, to help the child during the session. So that's been helpful. Yeah, I would think. Um, in in this process, it, it some people are, are suggesting that as we go beyond this pandemic, which, you know, could be a while yet, that a lot of people that have begun working from home are going to continue to work from home. Will that have an impact on uh, um, preschool education? It can, but my advice to parents right now, if you're working from home and trying to juggle this thing, and actually... Tom, we saw a lot of different scenarios during the lockdown, so I feel like I'm very well-versed in that area. And I can say, if you are at home, remember, do not get stressed out. Remember that you do not have to spend a lot of time on an online program if it's high quality. It should really honestly be 30 minutes, even 30 minutes a day is fine. And in terms of your input, if you can find the time, manage your time, and sit with your child because a preschool a preschooler certainly needs a parent sitting with them. Otherwise, they will most likely run off the table. Find the time to sit for the 30-minute session and find another little pocket of time later on in the day when you're not working, when your child's happy, to reinforce the materials so that your child gets a full grasp of what's going on with the online program. That's really all it takes. Manage your time and remember that the homeschool connection is the most important facet of the learning component in your child's education. We did it in person, and we need to do it online as well. You've just got to try to figure it out and do it with the teachers. Have great communication with the teachers and build a community of parents and children that you can band together and help each other with everything that you're going through socially and academically. And you said you didn't um, uh, endorse the idea of going to all online learning, that that some sort of person-to-person interaction should be part of it. Um, but um, what about the, the expenses? Preschool can be pretty expensive. Is online learning more affordable? This is one of the beauties that has come out of this pandemic situation where you can sign on for a high-quality program like Think Tank. And this is coming from New York City private school that would cost tens of thousands of dollars. And you can sign on, get that quality of education at a fraction of the cost. And the really cool thing is you can do it anywhere around the world. You don't have to be in New York City, and you can get access to that. That is unprecedented. I think that is a true breakthrough in education, and I'm totally looking forward to that. And that's that's something I, that I wanted to ask you about, because originally you created Think Tank as an adjunct to the Perry School, but 
now with everybody online, is this something that's just going to take off and, and go viral, as they say? I would love it to. I would love to be able to help people. I would love to be able to have families have access to a program like this because it's deserving. They deserve it. And for that to happen, if that's a silver lining in the pandemic, I'll take it. Are are there programs being developed all over the place now? I mean, are you reading and hearing about lots of people trying to do basically what you were already doing? Not yet, here and there, but nothing as specific. I think we really got ahead of the curve with this thing. We've been doing it since online since mid-March and all the way through the summer. So we have at two sessions under our belt, which is, which is fantastic. And we feel that we're really now prepared to move for the fall and help anyone out there that's struggling, that may not even be in a preschool or, or the preschool isn't even offering an online component because that's what's going on. We're going to have children that are just not in school, period, floundering around and children falling through the cracks and losing those precious and very formative early childhood years, childhood years, when the brain is developed, sets the stage for their future academic experience. And and what about what about socialization and um, interacting with uh, other people? Is that something that can be, to some degree, reproduced on Zoom applications? The answer to that is yes. I would, obviously, I had to go through what we've gone through since the middle of March to really give you a great answer on that. And I would say yes. Of course, nothing is going to replace in person. But we saw a lot of really beautiful things happen online. For example, before class and after class, the kids are all chatting. But more importantly than that, the parents are doing something called Zoom playdates. So they'll meet up just as they would in the playground. And I'll give you an example. We had two little girls that would meet every afternoon and play hide-and-seek in, in their own homes and try to find each other on the screen and <laughs> run to each other and give high-fives and all types of, of things like that, which, you know, really prove that even though it's not a replacement, it really does bridge it. It does keep the love going and the connection going. That is so, so important in early childhood years, and we don't want the children to miss out on that. We've seen parents doing birthday parties online, hiring educators and party people to to put it on for them at the same time so the child doesn't miss out on their on their on their special day and it's super important to stay connected to your teachers and your friends you need to have conversations with your child that are age appropriate developmentally appropriate child centered that aren't going to scare them but let them know factually what's going on that we can't see our friends right now we have to see them on zoom we can go out and play in the park, come back and see our friends online, but one day soon we will see our friends again and give them that reassurance that they will see their friends in person and they need to know that. With all the communication that's happening uh, online, um, not just the classrooms and, and things that are happening in terms of education, but these uh, virtual play dates and uh, and and talking with grandma across town or across the country on Skype and Zoom, um, is there a concern? Should parents have a concern about the amount of screen time? 
that's a great question. I don't really call virtual playdates or virtual learning screen time because it's a real person you're talking to. I can see that the children are connected to us when we are teaching them. It's not animated. It's not an actor. This is a real person that they know or they're getting to know, and they feel connected to a real person. I think there's a difference there, and it's live. So I can't really equate it with screen time, although I think it is important to keep it in check because children are also doing video games and other things online television programs, movies, and things like that. So you want to make sure that your child isn't indoors, inactive, and sitting in front of a screen all day long. That's not healthy. So just remembering the situation that we're in right now and maybe minimizing the movie time and the, and the video time and keeping things a little bit lighter in that area, focusing on the learning and getting a lot of outdoor time to balance everything out, get out in nature, be with family members that are, you know, in your circle, in your sphere, where you're safe, and, and make those connections and try to balance it all out that way. What what are parents doing um, to engage their kids? What are schools doing to engage the kids, especially preschools? Um, and And how is what you're doing different than what they're doing? Well, what happened from what our research, we, we wanted to you know, get best practices for online learning. We found that on-demand learning, although it could be convenient for the parent, I think it's a great accessory to the live. It's not, it can't be the only thing because what happens is it does not give the parents accountability. They can do it or they don't do it. There isn't a real person behind that. It's not live and there's a big difference for that. A lot of other schools were only doing lesson plans, and that left parents very overwhelmed, not really understanding, not having a real person guiding and leading them that they could see what they were doing and then and then mirroring that at home. So everything was on paper or on on-demand video, and that really did not work. Parents were complaining about that because it was just too much at the time and not enough support, and it was not live where the child has an actual connection to their peers and to their teachers, which is very, very important, Tom. When children are going to go back to school, whenever that that may be, if they drop off and do not do live, live learning, they're going to have a very difficult time getting back into school. I'm actually very concerned what those challenges may be for families and for children going forward. Yeah, that's, of course, everybody's concern is what the new normal looks like and how we're going to transition back to normal and, and or some version of normal um, how did you come up with uh, think tank the name think tank that's an interesting question think tank means for us a big tank of children educators and parents all together with ideas in a very high learning environment to instill the joy of learning and make strong connections between parents and teachers. We do it all together. That's the think tank. Because most of the think tanks that people hear about are highly political and or partisan. And and I just wondered how the, how the, the term think tank came about. Um, but even more importantly, 
are, are you poised? Um, is Think Tank set up in such a way that if it were to go viral, if you all of a sudden had people from all over the country and all over the world wanting to take advantage of this uh, system, both educators and parents, um, are, are you poised for that kind of rapid growth? We really saw this coming, and since the day of the lockdown, we started working on creating a four-level system that children could engage in the program in a 10-week intervals and really do an entire year if they wanted to. In addition to that, we started training teachers right away. So that's actually what we've been doing since the spring in preparation for this. So we're ready to go. You know, I've I've seen the, the standards and benchmarks um, here in Michigan, and I've, I've seen things about the, the same sorts of standards in other states for K through 12 um, with regard to curriculum and, and what they expect kids to learn while in school. Um, but I don't know that I've ever seen one for preschool, for, the, what did you say, one to five? Correct. Um, what are the kinds that's, of things that... That's why that, here. It's, what are the things that kids are supposed to I, know I by the time pre- they're five? We don't really go by that at Perry School. We actually customize the curriculum according to the child. So we present material. We keep it always in a very joyful and exciting, dynamic way and follow the child. If the child wants more, we give the child more. If the child wants to stop, we always stop before the child wants to stop. So that's the first premise here. So it really is unlimited. We actually, in Think Tank, currently have two-year-olds that are reading hundreds of words. We have three- and four-year-olds that are reading independently. We have children at age two through five that are counting to a 1,000, multiplying, adding, dividing, subtracting. And they're also engaged in a knowledge program, which is very interesting because it includes all types of classifications that include things like musical instruments of the orchestra, amphibians, insects, artists, musicians, And it goes on and on from there. And it really keeps the children engaged. They absolutely adore it. The parents are very involved in the process, and we do it all together. And it's a lot of fun, and it sets the stage for their entire perception of who they will be and what they will be going forward, K through 12 and beyond to college. So it's setting the tone for their educational experience. And and is is this something that's done with... with giving all the kids exposure to all the disciplines or can you tell at that young an age that somebody is musically gifted or has a gift for fine art or language can you tell those things that early absolutely it starts to emerge right away we see it here that's actually one of the things that we do the approaches that we do at the school is trying to find the gifts in the child and support that, but at the same time, opening all doors so that the child can experience all different aspects of education and arts and learning and finding those gifts, but supporting all areas for them so that they can have success in all areas of their life. And Don, the, um, 
As we get close to the uh, the end here, I always want to give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can learn more about what we've been talking about. But but also in this particular case, I think it would be interesting for people to know how they can find and explore Think Tank. Sure, absolutely. You can find us online. You can find a lot more information there, which will include descriptions of what Think Tank is, parent testimonies, which I think is very important to, to read. You can also send us an email with any questions, and if you want to talk to us on the telephone, we're available as well. You can find us online at www.perryschool.com. That is the website. We're also on Instagram where you can see videos and pictures of the curriculum, which would be very helpful for parents. And you can see that at Perry, P-E-R-R-Y, dot school. That's the handle for Instagram. Well, Dawn, thanks so much for spending this time with me. I uh, I really appreciate it, and this is fascinating. Best of luck with uh, Think Tank and, of course, the Perry School. Thank you so much, Tom. All right. Take care. My guest was... Uh, Dawn Leslie Stewart. She is the founder director of Perry School. She started Perry School in the West Village neighborhood of New York City in 2001. She has been at the forefront of early childhood education for 20 years and is thrilled to have the opportunity to impact more lives through the online think tank program. We're going to move on and uh, have more of the Tom Sumner program. comes along that's spreading like a plague and POTUS and his lackeys have been nothing if not vague. Well then you've got to trust the CDC and listen well unless you want to bid our free society farewell. There is a Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. And if we don't act quick and social distance, it will mire us in a stretch of quarantine that lasts until July. A super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. And if you got a better cough in your arm, and if you got a better... <coughs> now, back in 1918, influenza had its run. But half the docks were busy overseas with World War One. Today we have mass media and scientists to say, if you don't want this virus, well then stay six feet away. Super damn important that we practice isolation, because we're asymptomatic while it's an incubation. We'll overwhelm our hospitals if there's not mitigation. It's super damn important that we practice isolation. If we don't do it, then we're all gonna die. If we don't do it, then we're all gonna die. And so I hope at last you'll take this lesson here to heart. Cause it's already scary and we're only at the start. If you get bored, just think of the immunocompromised. Who can't go much of anywhere unless it's sterilized. Oh, super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. If we don't act quick and social distance, it will mire us. In a stretch of quarantine, the last until July. Oh, super bad, transmittable. Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. Super bad, transmittable, contagious, awful virus. Hi, this is Joe By from the Blue Lions, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. 
Hi, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. If you like talk radio that makes you think without telling you what to think, check out our whole show weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern at TomSumnerProgram.com. Selected segments are also available on this and other radio stations, but you can hear us anytime. Daily editions of the Tom Sumner Program repeat online all day and night on the show's website. Past shows can be found in the website archives. My long-format interviews with New York Times best-selling author photographers and writers from National Geographic, as well as artists, musicians, candidates, and elected officials are made possible by listeners like you. Support the Tom Sumner Program and Civilized Talk Radio. Visit our website at TomSumnerProgram.com and become a member. You can make a one-time gift or become a sustaining patron by taking the link to the Tom Sumner Program Patreon page. Thanks for listening and thanks for your support. Discoveries. They happen when we least expect them in places we thought we knew. And discoveries have a way of teaching us a little more about ourselves along the way. Welcome to Flint and Genesee County, where up north meets down south. Home to Michigan's largest county park system and a vibrant culture. A place filled with discoveries we've yet to make. Throughout acres of beautiful lakes, wetlands, and woods, and in the diverse city beyond where the uplifting melodies of gospel choirs fill the air, where the work of renowned artists color the galleries and museums, where the fresh fruits and vegetables at the downtown farmer's market awaken our senses, and where the cultural center and planetarium broaden our view of the world. Let's spend a few days enjoying the wonders of Flint and Genesee County, where the joy of discovery is pure Michigan. Your trip begins at michigan.org. Thank you, and thank you all for tuning in. You know, we know that tough times don't last, but tough people do. We've been through a lot here in Michigan. We've been through crisis before, where the country needed their countrymen and countrywomen to pitch in collectively to get through a crisis and rise to the occasion. Michigan once was the arsenal of democracy to win World War II. We need that same spirit now. We're working around the clock with doctors and hospitals and first responders to stop the spread and to save lives. But we need your help too. The state has launched a new volunteer website at www.michigan.gov forward slash fight COVID-19 where trained medical professionals can register to serve their fellow Michiganders by assisting hospitals in fighting COVID-19. State residents can also use the site to find out how they can help in their local communities by giving blood or donating resources or needed medical supplies. Whether you're a medical professional looking to volunteer or you're someone who can give blood or donate to your local food bank, everyone can help out. To get through this, we must all do our part. Stay home, stay safe, and save lives. Technical assistance for the Tom Sumner Program is provided by Swiftlet Technology, engineering and IT services at swiftlet.technology. I know of a place where you never get harmed, a magical place with magical charms, indoors, indoors, indoors. 
Hey, this is First Ward City Councilman Eric Mays, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. The big thing I remember the most about growing up as a child was kindergarten. Now, to me, the only thing, uh, kindergarten, the only good thing about it is that it, it teaches you how to say goodbye to your parents without crying. That's all. After that, forget it. They got nothing else for you to do. I remember standing in that schoolyard with 27 snowsuits on and uh, my idiot mittens, you know. The idiot mittens are the ones with the string that go up your arm and around your neck. And the only cool thing about it is if you talk in the left hand, you can listen in the right. Hello? How's your hand? That's all right. Fine. Find another kid with idiot mittens on, you run up, you pull his left mitten, and he smacks himself in the face with the right. <laughs> yeah, I used to love to do that, boy. And we all stood in that line crying. Oh, where are we going? We're going to die. You gotta get us killed. And the next day, I was very cool. Goodbye, mother. Take care of yourself, won't you, dear? I should be home, oh, 12.30, quarter to one, somewhere around there. Might be late, I may have a little milk with the boys, you know what I mean? <laughs> Tell Dad I'll see him around dinner time. Now, once they get you inside, they're lost. They got nothing for you to do, because you're only five, and you're too dumb to care about anything else. They try, though, you know. One and one is two. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Right, yeah, cool, man. One and one is two, yeah, right. What's a two? <laughs> don't care, man. So then, she takes, so then, they, they try these other things, basic things. No, no chairs in kindergarten. Everything's done on the floor. Sit on the floor, stand on the floor, you go home on the floor. Everything's in a circle on the floor. So you can look at each other. Little ugly kids with pointed heads. <laughs> and you beat time to Mozart. Ta-dum-da-dum, boom. How long do we have to keep this up? I don't know. Go another 10 minutes. We'll beat her to death with these sticks, all right? <laughs> then she says, okay, children, it's time for a snack. Right. Now you're talking. Yeah, snack. I want a Hershey bar. Me too. Give me a baby room. Right. No such luck. She brought out a box and gave us each an old dried up brown, nasty tasting, gag you, stick in the throat, graham cracker. <laughs> And you gotta pray for something to wash it down. Please, we're gonna die if you don't give us something soon. We got the hiccups and everything, please. She said, certainly. Went over, got a case of milk that's been sitting on the radiator for about 80 years. <laughs> Nothing in the world better for a bunch of five-year-old kids than good old lukewarm, curdly milk. <laughs> yes, sir, we loved it. And the straws in kindergarten are the worst things in the world. Worst straws I've ever seen. They're good for one suck. You <laughs> and that's it, flat as a piece of paper. You're sitting up there. Then to top it off, she says, okay, it's time for a nap. Yeah, there's nobody in the world anymore wide awake at 11 o'clock in the morning and a bunch of five-year-old kids. 23 kids on 23 cots sleeping wide awake. <laughs> Only one sleeping is the teacher. She's gone. Thank God for this break, boy. I graduated from that into the first grade. I always wanted to get into the first grade because you have your own desk in the first grade, and that's just a part of being cool, man. Yeah, because I remember there was one guy that was just as old as the rest of us, and his name was Richard, man. Richard was cool because he had his own desk. They skipped Richard because he could tie his own tie, you know. 
there. They used to bring them up, bring them up before the assembly progress and the president of the school say, all right, we'll now have Richard tie his tie for you. Yeah, yes, yeah, go Rich, yeah. yeah. Rich was cool, man. We used to pass by the room, man, and peep in the first grade and see them all in there sitting at their desk. You can see Rich, we try to make Rich laugh. We make faces at him. Hey, Rich. <laughs> Rich scared to laugh because he get a beating, you know. Now I got my own desk. Ta-da! I love this desk. Of course, they all look alike, but I gotta find out how to find my own. First, I don't want anybody to know that I'm not cool finding my desk. And I sit down at my desk, look around. I know this is my desk because I sit in front of Crying Charlie. Crying Charlie's got the coolest cry in the world, man. You can't hardly hear him or nothing. He just opens up his mouth and tears roll down his face and everything, man. I know this is it because I sit in front of him. So every time I come into the room, I just look for Crying Charlie and I sit right in front of him. Of course, if Crying Charlie's absent, I don't know where I'm going to sit. You know? Crying Charlie's absent, I go to his house and sit in front of him. You know? Yeah, gotta fold my hands on top of the desk so the teacher will know what I'm doing. Got some initials on the top of the desk here. Somebody carved them all the way through to the floor. So when you write on your paper, you rip it. Yeah. Got an inkwell. Yeah, boy, they still don't trust us though. No ink in it. Afraid we'll drink it. And I would too, man. Ink is cool to drink, boy. Hey, drink ink about 325, go home with a blue tongue. Used to make my mother faint. Ma, yeah, look. <laughs> my mother was cool, man. She would faint for anything, boy. I used to get hit in the head with a rock, cover up the blood, wait till I get right up on her. Ma, look. Wow. <laughs> Way to go, Ma. Cool, yeah. She got me back one day, though. I was playing with my navel. You know, oh, navel, navel. My mother said, all right, keep playing with your navel. Pretty soon you're going to break it wide open. The air is going to come right out of your body. You'll fly around the room backwards for 30 seconds land. You'll be flat as a piece of paper. Nothing but your little eyes bugging out. Keep it up. I used to carry band-aids with me in case I'd have an accident. Gonna learn to uh, write in the first grade now. They give you this paper, grade triple Z. Grade triple Z paper with wood still in it. Big hunks of wood still floating around in it. You gotta write around the hunks of wood. And the lines are about eight feet apart. They don't want you to miss getting in between them lines, man. Don't want you to start crying. They give you these pencils as big as a horse's leg. And you rest them on your shoulder as you write. A, B, may I have another piece of paper, please? I will, I will, I I learned the correct procedure for going to the bathroom in the first grade. You just don't raise your hand and, you know, say, may I be excused? You have to let one finger go up. If you want to do one thing, you want to do anything else, you have to let it see two fingers. In case of a tie, two wins out over one. For the longest time, I told the truth. If I had to go, you one. And then one day it hit me. I was in the bathroom playing the soap dish game. <laughs> Seven nothing, favor me. And it hit me, now what's she gotta know what I'm in here doing for? It's none of her business whether I'm one in it or two in it. That's why they put doors on the bathroom so nobody'll know if you're one in it or two in it in here. 
and it's not bad enough that the teacher knows I'm one and that the whole class knows I'm one. You go back in the classroom, people say, how was it? One of them. So I just started lying after that. You know, hey, if I had the one, one, <laughs> they think I'm one of them. Yeah. Then I felt guilty and I'd go back and tell the truth. You know that one? Yes, it was really a two. I just... She wrote it down in a book, Bill, because we did two twos and three ones today. I got an A in bathroom going. another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program.
It's a Tom Sumner program, don't you know? Go on. Go on, get out of here. 